Hi there. Welcome to the Eclectic Hedge Witch Podcast. And today I wanted to talk about spirits. There are a number of different kinds of spirits that all have their different purposes and what they do. And where they... What, what their role is in terms of witchcraft. So we're going to go um, starting sort of from highest vibration to lowest vibration. So basically every kind of spirit that exists has its own sort of vibration levels. And people like you and me are very much sort of in the middle. And each sort of different frequency is its own little sort of world and realm. That's why um, spirits and stuff, it's extremely rare for them to actually have a physical manifestation here. Simply because this is just not where they exist. So if we start from the highest vibration, that would be your deities. So your gods, goddesses, uh, those that are very high up and powerful. Those would be the ones, so they would be who you would perhaps call upon for your workings. They, um, You may have a very special relationship with them. You may have a devotional or uh, relationship of worship with them. Uh, you can work with no deities, multiple, singular. It really depends on your craft and what works for you. Um, it, I have worked with a few, but primarily I work with Hecate. And that's who calls to me the most. That That's the reason why. That's the one, the one deity that's been there uh, ever since I first started my journey in the, to witchcraft. And she's very much been the one who stuck with me and who I felt uh, the strongest connection with. So that's my reason, personal reasoning. Um, there are many other people who don't work with her at all or work with completely different uh, deities. I've heard of many who work with Aphrodite or like other gods from Greek pantheons um, or deities more like Pan or the Green Man. They, people have different um, ones which they find works for them. Uh, any one that you choose to work with, I would strongly recommend heavily researching them beforehand and just making sure that you know enough about them to uh, fully delve into that relationship. So then we're going to go down a little bit further down for vibrations, and we're going to go on to angels. Now, there are differing opinions as to what angels are. So this is both for me and a number of other witches, not necessarily everyone. So I just want to make this clear is that everything I'm saying isn't necessarily um, how everyone treats it in their craft or how everybody works with it or how it works for them in their craft. So this is very much personal to uh, myself as well as many other witches. So, for, so if we go slightly further down here, we're going to angels. And angels aren't necessarily just beings of love and light. Um, they're not necessarily good and they're not necessarily evil. They are more about order. So, it's they have a very sort of strict set of rules, they have their exact purposes, they have their things that they do, and they're very ordered, it's kind of like a computer program. Um, 
Although I'm not sure if that's the best analogy, because I've seen some code that I would describe as chaos, so maybe the computer program isn't uh, the way to go with it, but uh, regardless, that's you probably get the idea that there's a very specific set of rules that it works within, that they work within each one, and they try to fulfill their purpose. Um, I don't really work with angels much myself, so I don't have a ton of input on how to work with them, but um, whenever you call upon an angel, I'd highly recommend making sure that you know exactly what you're getting yourself into, uh, researching the specific angel that you're working with, making sure that, um, you know, you, you understand how to ask what you want with them, because uh, it could very easy, easily end up with the unintended result if you're not very specific. Um, so uh, you do definitely still have to be cave, uh, careful even with working with angels. And definitely, um, yeah, like I said, I don't work with them much myself, so I don't really have much in the way of tips. Uh, but if we go a little bit lower down here, and this is sort of in the mid-range, more so closer to the mid-range, um, we'd be looking at spirit guides and familiar spirits. So spirit guides are often um, either ancestor, either like ancestors or just a spirit who's chosen, who's taken liking to you or something for some reason, or that you have some other connection with spiritually, and their primary goal is to help guide you along to be your best self. Now, when working with one, if it doesn't feel right, just because they're there as a spirit guide doesn't mean that you absolutely have to work with them. Basically, the idea is trust your gut. If something just doesn't seem right, don't worry about it. There could also be a spirit trying to trick you into thinking that they're your guide. But the reality of it is, is they should be there to try to help you be the best version of yourself. And that relationship is one of which I would recommend like leaving out regular offerings, um, consulting with them, and really, you know, working with them, and that needs to be a two-way relationship, I feel, where you need to sort of give a little back and work, actually go back and forth with them. Um, this is also going to be a theme here, is working with them, not commanding them, not anything like that. Um, I never believe that we should try to be like the master of some sort of spirits or anything. We, it should always be a two-way relationship. Uh, I think if they are doing work for you, you need to in turn help them out. Now, of course, you should always have limitations and boundaries set right at the beginning for what you are and are not willing to do. Uh, that may differ from person to person, so just make sure you know what that is before you dive into a relationship. Um, but anyway, next along here is familiar spirits. So familiar spirits or familiars, uh, some people, th this one's a little controversial, some people think of them um, as only being purely spiritual beings. Whereas, so that can fulfill some sort of place or need a vessel, so commonly a lot of people have some kind of vessel on their altars that they can uh, give over to their uh, familiar. So, like, I've heard of people having, like, crystal skulls and stuff that their familiar resides in. 
And those familiar spirits are basically, it's meant to be more of like a friendship, almost. They're there to help you out and be your partner in crime, and in turn, you uh, need to be there for them. Some people don't have a familiar, some have multiple. Um, that really differs from which to which. Some have found that they come to the form of come in the form of actual physical animals. So their pets or so their pets or their um or another animal around them, so say your cat, your dog. Um I personally had a very uh similar experience where I had a rat who I definitely found um, was more than just, because while your pets can uh, just work with you or be magically inclined, they, they're, the familiar spirit is more than just that, um, if that makes sense. So I actually, like I said, had a rat that was very much um, there, and it's going to sound absolutely ridiculous if you're, especially if you've never uh, uh, had much experience with rats as pets. But they can actually be very much like a dog or a cat. Uh, I find I bond with them more than I've ever bonded with any of the dogs I had growing up, which is crazy. But they're they're my kind of critter. And I had one very specifically who was very much always helping me be better. And in turn, it was very much a two-way relationship. Um, I've struggled a lot with anxiety and depression. And for whatever reason, she would always be there with, with me whenever I was having a bad time. She also had a chronic um, illness, and whenever it got bad, I'd always have to then be in turn there for her and help her feel better. And it was a very much a two-way relationship, and she adored all my witchy stuff. Um, rats do this thing when they're extremely calm, content, and happy, and it's called boggling. Uh, basically, they chitter their teeth together so hard that it kind of makes their eyes bug in and out a little bit. It looks kind of freaky, but it but it means that they're super, super happy. I know I'm going off on a tangent here. I'll be done shortly. Um, but uh, one day I actually got in uh, an, an order online of a bunch of witchy stuff, and I had her out of her cage and hanging out with me. Um, and we opened up the box together, and she just, every time I showed her a new thing, she'd run around and look at all of them and just boggle seeing each and everything, and she never really acted that way around just my mundane orders, uh, like, from online stuff, but for whatever reason, she just loved the witchy stuff, she loved being around it, it was so adorable. Um, none of the other rats that I owned, none of her friends were the same way, uh, but, and she did have lots of friends. So that was always good. But yeah, so they can. I, I do believe that they can come to you in the form of your pet. Um, some people don't necessarily agree with that. I wasn't too sure about it until it happened to me, so um, I, I think it can happen. It just might be a little more rare. Okay, so <laughs> moving on from familiars, we're on to just ghosts. So this could be... Uh, primarily from those who have passed. So these would be definitely in the sort of middle area simply because they used to be alive people like us. Um, so this would be... Well, yeah. So you can work with them. Um, I don't really work... I, when I was a kid, 
I actually used to work with a lot of ghosts because I just, for whatever reason, especially when I was younger, was super, super connected to all that stuff. I'm not as much as I used to be. Um, long story short, I got kind of freaked out when I was younger and I tried to just close myself off. And it worked well enough that now I'm struggling to get that all sort of back in order, back to where I used to be, just naturally. Um, but I'm pretty close, not quite there yet. But anyway, so ghosts, um, often they'll be other, like your classic trying to get some unfinished business done, keeping an eye on those who are living, maybe they got lost going to the other side, there's a ma many, many reasons why. Uh, a spirit may remain here, uh, or a, a person's spirit, and because of that, they may recognize you as a wedge and try to communicate with you to help them on their path, and I feel like to an extent, uh, if, you, if you're realistically able to and comfortable with it, you know, I personally would, um, I have in the past... Uh, without going too deep into it, there are times where I've definitely refused to help for one reason or another, but it's definitely something that, if you can and are willing to, I think it's always a, a good idea. Oftentimes, spirits are just trying to get those last few words over to a loved one, or just a little stuck trying to find peace. Alright, so, moving further down... We start to get into lower vibrational spirits. Now, these uh, often get a bad rap. And luckily, they don't get anywhere near as bad of a rap in the witchy communities they do in other areas. So we're going down and we're going to just go straight to demons. Now, demons, classically, in <clears throat> especially in Abrahamic religions, tend to have very negative connotations. They're considered to be evil. In witchcraft, this isn't necessarily the case. They are not necessarily good nor evil. They're just simply a lower vibration. So they tend, so like our angels worked very much with order and their defined set of rules. Demons are more about chaos. So um, I have personally worked with demons, and I've found that I I personally find them fairly easy to work with. Um, however, like, working with any spirit, definitely use caution, make sure that you're, that you understand who you're working with and what you're working with. Uh, sometimes they can be tricky, but I've, in general, had pretty good experiences. Um, especially when working with spirits, uh, that you don't want to stick around, make sure that you've kind of set in place what's gonna happen when they can come and when they can go, if you, that's what you need. Um, I definitely like to set down some kind of ground rules for what's happening. So usually it'll be, uh, you know, here's what you get in exchange, here's what I get in exchange, here's what we do, you can hang out for this long just to kind of do what you gotta do. Uh, but once you're done, you need to go back from where you were. Um, s some spirits do, uh, frequently come in and out of my dwelling, so I just have all offerings constantly out for them. Uh, so it, it really depends on who you're working with, but yeah, I think demons get a bad rap unnecessarily. Um, 
I, f I find them to be some of the easiest spirits to work with personally, but that I'm going to put it out there again right away that that doesn't mean it's going to be easy for you or that they're going to be the best choice for you. Uh, it, it, I think that's very personal to each witch and how you work. I personally am a very uh, chaotic person, and I think it's easiest for me to connect with lower vibrational be beings and get an understanding. That may very well not be the case for you. And I think, yeah, like I said, make sure to sit down and heavily research a spirit before, or even just a kind of spirit before you go and work with them. Because caution is key. And, <laughs> yeah, and then you can keep going down and get into very, very, very powerful uh, demonic beings. And those ones I do not work with uh, whatsoever, as, long story short, I've personally, aside from my deities, I, I avoid working with spirits that are much more powerful than me outside of them. Uh, that's just more of a safety thing, as well as a comfort zone thing. I want to make sure that whatever I'm working with, um, at worst, that we're equal. Like I said, at absolute worst. Uh, that's just that way if anything starts to go sideways, I can kind of take the reins a little bit. Or if they try to do anything that they're not supposed to or outside of what we agreed or break our agreement then I sort of can take control of the situation. That's the reason why I do it. Uh, luckily, that's not <laughs> uh, something that happens very much now. Uh, when I was a baby, which it happened a couple of times, and things went a little haywire, but nowadays, um, I, I, ha I can't honestly... I'm not even sure how long it's been since that happened. I can't really recall the last time now uh, that that would have been the case. Uh a couple of tips while we're talking <laughs> about working with spirits. Especially, especially, especially if you're a newbie, but I think these can be helpful for anyone. Is before sitting down to work with them, before doing anything, uh, before making any connection or contact, do something to protect yourself. So whether that be um, you carry certain stones on you, so like black tourmaline or uh, black obsidian. Uh, you can draw sigil protection sigils or runes on you. I have a very easy protection rune that I constantly uh, draw on whenever I feel I need it. Uh, if you have any special oils, anything like that, like just make sure you're protected before you do anything. And just make sure that you're... So just that way, if anything happens you're safe. Um, so yeah, always, 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 always be careful and use some form of <laughs> use some form of I sound like I'm giving uh, a different kind of talk right now, but that's, that's fine. I, that's probably good advice either way. <laughs> um, but yeah, always be careful and make sure that when you're connecting with spirits that you're protecting yourself and that if you need that you're able to kind of push them away. Um, in general, just if you're being careful enough, it won't probably won't happen very much. Uh, every now and then you might come across a spirit that's very much draining you. Oftentimes, 
I've had this happen a couple of times where it was a spirit that someone else summoned that somehow managed to um, make their way over to where I was. And somebody basically summoned a spirit and didn't feed it, so they didn't give it an offering, they didn't give it uh, anything in exchange for being summoned and working with them. So they were kind of left to fend for themselves. So these spirits can drain you very much. Um, so in this case, I find it best to kind of basically feed that spirit and then make sure that in exchange for them getting <laughs> getting out of my area uh, from where I am. But uh, that's also another thing is if you summon your spirit, you got to feed it. You got to give it some kind of offering. You got to give it what it, uh, you got to make a proper exchange. Otherwise, it's going to be a lot of headache. <laughs> but I think that's kind of the end of my rant for that. So thanks for listening. If you've got any questions or anything like that, you can definitely contact me. Um, I've got my email and Instagram in the description. So definitely reach out if you need. Uh, I'm definitely open to chatting, answering questions, or if I don't know the answer, um, I can see if I can find a resource for you or give you a recommendation for where to look. So, uh, definitely open to that. But anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next time.